Thank you for calling Insurance Technologies Corporation. For quality purposes, calls may be recorded. If you know your party's extension, you may enter it now or press pound for the company directory. Becky Schroeder. If this is correct, press pound. For the previous name in the directory, press 1. Please hold while your call is being transferred to... Becky Schroeder. This is Becky. Becky, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I, you were not the person I expected on the phone when I picked it up. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh, so depressed. So depressed. So we, we published a blog post this week, I don't know if you saw it, about our biggest marketing pet peeves. We asked all of our team that works on our website product as well as our agency marketing product what their biggest pet peeves were that were related to kind of their area of expertise. And so I, I contributed one as well. And my biggest pet peeve is, is the mindset that all my leads are referrals. I don't need to market my business. How dare you think that you don't need to market your business? That was my good friend, Becky Schroeder, Senior Vice President of Marketing over at ITC. And she was talking about uh, her contribution to a recent blog post that they had published about their biggest marketing pet peeves. And to be honest, I'm just gonna be honest, the word pet peeve is like literally one of my biggest pet peeves. I wouldn't use that word. I just, it feels, I don't know, it just feels gross in some capacity. I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes my mouth feel when I say it. Pet peeve. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna let that slide, Becky, but what I, what we need to talk about, obviously, is that, yeah, okay, yeah, we hear that a lot, right? It's pretty common. Raise your hand if you have once said, yeah, I got a lot of referrals. I don't need to market. I don't do anything. We just let the business roll through the door. And maybe you do and maybe you are super awesome and fantastic and really cool and and that is how all of your business comes your way and if it is great um i would probably just ask that you write a book or something or record a podcast maybe do a video let us know what the secret is to that being exclusively and only the thing and and this is a thing that we we say is a thing that we you know our industry is built on referrals right And, and that is true to some extent um but i think we maybe over romanticize we 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 kind of you know, we kind of uh, we put the rose-colored glasses on when it comes to referrals because we don't know what else to call it maybe in some capacity and really I think again over romancing the idea leads us to fall into a trap and think that well these referrals they are the absolute best way that we should get business and the only way and that's it i'm done i don't nothing that's it's just that's it the referral is the best i will not argue with anybody that referrals are great leads they're the best leads because they're more likely to close if you rely only on referrals it's one of two things if you or if you say all my leads come referrals it's i I mainly think one of two things is happening one you don't really know your lead sources because you're not really tracking it yeah that's it's probably pretty true becky continue 
or two, you're not growing because you, you can get enough referrals to sustain your business, but relying on referrals alone is not going to be enough to grow your business. So if you want to really grow your business, and I'm not saying not do referral marketing, absolutely do referral marketing, absolutely try to get referrals, but relying only on referrals and not trying to market your business at all, I think is a mistake. Wow, it's probably going to be pretty hot home that mic, Becky, because that is that's a that's a hot take, and I I agree with you. So here's the thing: I want to back up to the first clip. I want to talk about I want to talk about the that referrals are the best leads. Okay, yes, I think so. Here's what I would say, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to walk out here by myself, and you're probably going to push me off it. You maybe saw the thing off at the tree. That's fine. I get it. It's cool. Uh, referrals are only the best if you have trained and or conditioned your current client base to know what the heck they should be sending you in the first place. And Becky's going to say that a little bit, and I probably shouldn't have said that because I just, all right, stick around the end of the show. I promise there's some stuff left. But anyways, the reason that leads or referrals, I'm sorry, the reason that referrals are not as good as maybe they once were is because we just relied on Tim and Nancy Smith to send us, uh, you know, Jane and John Smith, I don't, whatever, our way. You know, hey, he did a great job for me, so he's going to do a good job for you. And in and, and reality, there's a few things that, you know, Tim and Nancy were a better fit for your agency than Jane and John. I think Jane and John, I think those are my examples. Sure. That it's just they're not – they just assume any warm body is going to do for you. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it will. Maybe it, maybe it will be a thing that is, maybe that's where you're at. And that's okay to even if you are just, Hey, if any warm body works for you, it's your thing. Uh, but again, when we hear people say like referrals are my business and you know, Becky's saying that you're either just not tracking, let's get into that for a second. And then you're not growing. So not tracking, I think is probably more of a rampant thing. That is a borderline epidemic in the industry is that we just don't really know where the, the leads are coming from. And that's as simple as just when you answer the phone, when you get into the call, just, hey, if you don't mind me asking, how'd you hear about it? How'd you come across this today? How'd you find us? What are you looking, you know, how do you, just how did you, right? That's all you gotta say. And they're gonna say, well, I've such and such, I did this, I was online. I mean, and again, you know, we've had plenty of conversations at length here that, you know, you're gonna, if you got somebody that's finding you online, they're gonna identify themselves pretty quickly and express their, using the term loosely, fandom of what you do and, and the way that you do it. And so that's kind of the point to where, you know, I think if you are really good, and that's going to be the qualifier, if you are really good, you're going to be able to attract a much more targeted buyer, a lead, not a referral, than a referral can ever be. Because the person doing the referring in this instance is one Google, then to themselves. That person is essentially referring themselves to you because you allowed them to make a decision independent of actually having to approach you. You provided the value first, then they've essentially referred, they have this conversation with themselves like, hey, wow, I just, you know, I've, I've actually spent more time with Joey in the last, you know, five hours than my own kids. And that must mean something. So I'm going to give this guy a call because I've just been watching him talk about health insurance. And I need to talk to him because I think, you know, he's probably, you know, the dude that needs to handle this for me. You've allowed them to have that experience. Otherwise, 
they're just asking around. You're putting it in the hands of other people to do the referring. And then they say, hey, go talk to, you know, they, t they ask a friend, they ask on Facebook and they say, hey, go talk to such and such. And then they have to talk to you and then they have to decide if that's the thing for you. So you're, you've, you've just pushed everything up. You've escalated, you've accelerated, probably the better word, uh, the whole process. That's my take on that. And yes, I agree, Becky, that, um, that, that referrals can be the best, but we'll get to that. And then the whole not growing thing. So let's, let's talk about that quickly. Yeah, that's possible that you're just kind of, you know, you're, you're living, you're living, living high in the hog on what you've already done, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And if that's where you're at in your career, then man, I, can I, you know, that's kind of where I would like, I don't know if I'd like to be there, but I mean, let's put it this way. If you're there and you're enjoying it, you're living life and live your life, man, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, just, you can't be, so which here's what you can't do. You can't be the guy complaining that you don't get, you know, digital marketing or, you know, content marketing or whatever it is. And, and saying that, you know, my agency isn't growing. What do I do? You just can't be that. You just can't be both, right? Just, that's the only thing you can't do in the scenario is say, I want to be the guy that's, you know, on the cutting edge or I want to be growing or I want to do whatever and just be only living off your referral business. I think that's, that's a pretty, I think that's fair. It's a fair trade-off, right? Um, you know, because what we have to remember, and if, if you've got that referral machine rocking and rolling, we've talked to, you know, you know, what that referral thing looks like again in, future, in previous episodes at great length. You always have to remember that just because you want them to refer business to you doesn't mean that they're going to want to and or know how to. No, no, I totally agree. You you got first of all you have to ask for referrals so you can't just say do sit back and do absolutely nothing to get referrals you have to ask for referrals unless you're just super really awesome and you have a huge client base that are raving fans which how did you get that tell me because I want to get you know so you have to ask for them and then you can't just be like hey got anybody that needs insurance let me know you have to tell them what you're looking for really because people don't know and they're not going to remember you have to ask for them because they don't know and they're not going to remember. There it is. And let's roll the credits. That's kind of the, that's kind of it. That's the whole thing right there, right? Like they, you have to ask for them first of all. I mean, if you're not asking for them and you want to be in the referral business, obviously we all do in some capacity, but you know, they don't really know how to send you referrals. If you're not asking for them properly, you don't tell them how to. And then the kicker, the key part is if you don't tell them exactly what you're looking for. Hey, yeah. Hey, Nancy and Tim, thanks for sitting down. And I appreciate you sending such and such my way. But you know anybody that also, you know, owns their home, has a couple cars that they might need some help, whatever the, you know, whatever the classification is, I don't know. Um, you know, that is, you want to kind of prep them. And I'm, I'm no expert in this by any means, because I'm, I'm not very good at it myself because, uh, you know, again, I've mentioned in the previous episodes, I mean, the odds of somebody that I do business with knowing somebody that needs their own health insurance is about, you know, like a five to 10% chance, uh, just because so many people have it through their employer, but they don't know and they won't remember. I think it's just kind of the thing that you have to tell yourself over and over again, just say it over and over again, because it's easy to just lose sight of in the whole referral marketing process. Uh, and, and that's why, in my opinion, referrals, at least as it exists today, maybe aren't the best anymore. Because again, 
10, 15 years ago, we didn't have the ability so easily to have those people come to us. And that's why I think, because I, I didn't even, I guess, and I'll mention this now, the other downfall, and again, where I come at it from is, is somebody that hasn't come through the content marketing approach. Again, you know, I said you've accelerated the process. When you're starting with the referral, you're starting a lot further back in the sales process more than likely. If they haven't taken the time to educate themselves and there's maybe a lot more upfront work that you have to do. And that kind of sucks the life out of me a little bit because you know I like to, I, I like to have everybody that I talk to be at a certain level, right? I don't need to go through so many things over and over again. Like it's just, hey, we all need to be up here and you're back here. And again, I'm probably being a little bit of an insurance agent diva at this point, but I'm just illustrating the point of what's possible and where we might want to strive to be as an industry uh, because the referral is not necessarily an educated person. Not, sorry, it's not an educated buyer. <laughs> Didn't mean that. Um, and, uh, you know, they just know they're... They've, they've had somebody transfer the trust over to you. So this is where my good buddy Marcus Sheridan comes in with his whole assignment selling thing. It's like, hey, you're going to vet them. You're, gonna, you're going to basically assign them a, a, a test, right? If they pass the test, then you can proceed. And it's, hey, listen, you know, Marcus Casey had a 250-page ebook. He said, you read this and then let's talk. And if they read the ebook, then he knows that they're serious. He knows that they're, they're, they're interested. They're, they're willing to, to do some work up front. And that tells you how serious of a buyer you're dealing with. And, and, you know, I've dabbled with that. You know, my, again, uh, still having, uh, you know, an older generation in the agency, they sometimes look at me a little crazy when I bring such things to them that, hey, listen, kid, that's just no. And that kind of happens from time to time. And that's where it is a hard risk to take, you know, the assignment selling approach. And then you got, you know, my buddy Ryan Hanley, who's, you know, he's, I've heard him say once or twice in a public forum that, you know, um, once you start doing content, you might notice referrals going up, but that's just simply because people are telling their friends about you, but then they're going online to verify that referral, right? It's not just a blind call. Um, you know, they've been told your name, they've been given your number, but they're going to go online and see just, Hey, what's going on here? Let's just check the situation out. Make sure I'm not walking in anything that might be a little unsavory. That's what they're going to do. And then if you've got that nice presence, if you got a nice comfy lounge for them to sit in and enjoy and learn, then they'll, Hey, yeah, this is, this is where I want to be. And that is, I think the point to the whole thing is if you don't, if you don't create that atmosphere, if you're just resting on the referrals that are coming in, I mean, great, that's fine. Do the thing that you want. But if you want to increase and enhance all of that and make it go a whole lot faster and deal with people that are a tad more appreciative of who you are and what you do, then just let them do it when you're not around. I really wanted to get to my Kmart story from last time that I said I wanted to do. I think it was the, maybe it was the Dollar General story. Anyways, I'll get to the Kmart story because I actually went in there today and it was depressing to see what was left. Uh, I was looking for some wasp spray. Don't worry, I can get to that. But what I want to talk about, because summer is winding down, um, and there's you know there's a few warm days left for us that live in you know places that don't have warm days all the time. I'm not. Anyways. Uh, if you're looking for just this is my own personal experience. I feel I feel self-conscious sometimes when I'm I'm cruising around town, you know, blasting some music. I feel 
the perfect for me. This is for me and, any, and anybody that likes. Uh, I got to get this recommendation out. If anybody that likes noisy guitars, uh, you know, strong guitars, uh, the perfect album to be listening to in such scenario is from a band called Clutch. The album is Elephant Riders. Uh, if you like nice, warm analog tones, things that were recorded non-digitally on actual tape, this is going to do the trick because, one, it is obscure enough for people to think, hmm, what is that? It's heavy enough to say, oh, all right, I'm not sure where this guy's coming from, but it's not too crazy for them to think, I'm not sure what's going to happen to my life right now. And uh, it's also, um, it's also uh, obscure enough to where the people that do know, you're going to endear themselves to them instantly and it's just going to be like a thing you just have a moment you lock eyes kind of give yourself a little wink and a nod and you've made a new friend Uh, so if you're looking for that feel free on the way home tonight if you're driving in the car right now pull up you know your apple music not my first choice your google play uh spotify um there's another one i don't know but whatever it is just clutch elephant riders and do yourself a favor now you could also default to if you're looking i think this is maybe a more across the board thing if you want if you want a secondary choice you could go with uh black keys the black keys akron akron the black keys attack and release the album right before they blew up and got really huge uh, that's another good choice that's another good hey this is just straight we can probably all agree that this is really good um but i would i would try clutch first just it's probably a little bit too much for some but just wanted to get it out there just, that's haven't done a good music recommendation in quite some time and i was listening to it the other day i'm like you know what i feel comfortable with windows being down you know because sometimes i'm listening to like a guilty pleasure you know just throwing it back to some some you know early 2000s new metal i'm like man i don't i don't want people to know that this is happening right now because i feel i don't feel good about myself doing it and i'm just curious what that thing is what you're listening to uh, from your youth or whatever that you're saying, hey, you know what? I, you know, it's like it's like when I was in high school and I saw the dude driving by just blaring some white snake, and I'm like, mm, that's not a good look. But you know, it is what it is, and I'm just I'm curious of what that is for me and the kids today. I don't know. Anyways, Joey at GrowProgram.com would love to hear if you've got a perfect uh, album for the windows to be down that just says the right thing about you. That says, you know what? This is it. Here I am, and, and you know what you need to know for us to get along and be friends. Uh, or if you've got that guilty pleasure that you kind of roll the windows up on, joey at growprogram.com to let me know that. 